hail and well met. Welcome to another episode of Self-Evident. My name is Jenna and with me is Alyssa. Yes, Alyssa and I are doing the final episode in the dating series for right now. And, And this one we are going to be talking about boundaries in a relationship. The physical, the emotional, the mental, the spiritual. The first aspect uh, is going to be the physical. So Alyssa, what what research have you done in this area? Well, when it comes to physical boundaries in dating and even in engagement, the principle holds true that sexual relations are prohibited until a man and a woman are in a covenant marriage with one another. Hebrews 13.4 makes it very clear that the marriage bed is to be undefiled. And that means that it is important that one wait until marriage. And I know that's not popular in our culture or normal or normal it's normal to have experience it's normal to experience maybe some people the hookup culture sex is viewed as very recreational sex is viewed as very recreational and yet scripture holds a higher view of it that sex is meant to emotionally and spiritually bond and scripture goes into this when in proverbs it warns that if one is joined to a prostitute, that one, a man becomes one with that prostitute. So it's not just something that is meant to be casual. It has deep spiritual and emotional significance to a person when you give yourself sexually, which is why God has it in the confines of marriage, because it's not meant to be taken from you. It's meant to be given in a gift form. I would say that's probably why guidelines are important in a dating relationship, because Um, yes, you can go into a relationship thinking like, yes, we are going to save sex till marriage. But as you get closer to this person that you are considering to be your future spouse, those uh, strict standards that you held yourself to, you might find yourself slipping on them. Mm -hmm. And I think it's meant to be that way to some degree. You're supposed to desire the person that you love. God made it to be that way. And you're absolutely right that that's why guidelines are so important because we don't have the mental willpower to be able to do it by ourselves. And one of the ways that you can kind of gauge as to whether or not your relationship is too physical is asking yourself these four questions. Um, Does what you are doing cause you to lose respect for the other person? The second question is, does what you are doing stifle or enhance communication? Number three, would you want your parents or your date's parents to know what you are doing? And finally, does what you are doing make you feel guilty? And these are kind of just four basic question parameters to guard your physical relationship that you have with your dating partner because the dating relationship is meant to build respect. It's meant to build confidence in each other and communication as a person because when you bring a physical aspect into it, that can often cloud your thinking and you don't really get to know the person on emotional or spiritual level. It's all surfacey. It's all physical. And so that's why my fiance and I waited to kiss until engagement just to keep our minds clear and on the forefront of what our true purpose is in this relationship. And that's to get to marriage. And it really helped us to establish a pattern of waiting for an appointed time. Because um, you see that all throughout scripture that there's a a time and a season and an appointment for everything and our personal consciences led us to take that to mean that kissing is for engagement for us personally I'm not saying everyone needs to do that 
but it was just a really good guideline and a really good mental focus for us as a couple. I think that is a good idea just because of the fact that when you're in the dating process, you are, for the woman especially, you're basically considering the person that you are dating to be your future head. And so if you're clouded by the emotion of like the physical aspect of the whole relationship, later down the line, you might find yourself realizing because you were clouded by the physical aspect of the relationship that you didn't do your due diligence in like maybe the spiritual aspect of the relationship is he act was he actually leading you to christ and is he leading you to christ right now so i i do think it is a very good idea and it's also a biblical idea to uh keep boundaries up in your physical relationship especially while you're dating because that is the process of looking for your future head and if you don't respect your future head well then why is he in consideration exactly and i think that leads into why emotional boundaries are so important and i think the very first one that's important to talk about is this unhealthy attachment that a lot of girls and a lot of guys too i'm not just speaking to the females but that a lot of people have towards their dating partner and this can lead to a lot of desperation and I just want to remind you that your dating relationship is not what is supposed to give you fulfillment it never can it never will you need to prioritize your relationship with Christ above all others because if you look to your spouse or if you look to your fiance or if you look to your dating partner to find fulfillment in your life they as a fallen human being are going to fail you over and over and over and over again And I just want to warn our listeners against that because it's very easy to fall into. I've fallen into it myself where you have this high expectation of your person that's unnatural and like impossible for them to fulfill. And when they fail you in that point, it kind of crashes your world a little bit. And part of what is important to keep in mind when you're feeling that is that your your spouse, your fiance, your your dating partner, they're never meant to fulfill you. Only Christ can do that. And if you try to fill that fulfillment with anything other than Christ, you are going to be disappointed time and time again. Yeah, the Christ is the only unchangeable, immovable object in your life. There's no way that the carpet can be pulled out from under you if your identity is coming in through Christ. Um, people fall all the time like Alyssa said so we need to make sure that the one thing that we are standing on is the solid rock so keep a clear head we should basically not let our emotions rule us yeah exactly and that's the second point to not let your emotions rule you it is so dangerous to allow your emotions to rule you it's so dangerous to allow yourself to be driven by your feelings because those things are so fickle And Jeremiah warns in chapter 17, verses 9 through 10, that the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately sick. And the only one that can truly understand it is the Lord who tests it. That's so important to keep in mind, especially in the dating relationship, because you're going to have a lot of emotional highs because it's new, it's fresh. You're getting to know this new person. You have the butterflies in this unique way. And it's going to be so easy for you to just bask in all of your emotions and all the feelings. And while it's not wrong to enjoy the time that you're in, you need to make sure that your emotions are not leading you, that you are leading your emotions through the word of God. Yeah. The Hardian's dad always has, he has this motto that he says that, you know, your feelings are 
valid, but not always accurate. That's why we need to continually bathe ourselves in scripture so we can have the right mindset and the right way of thinking so that we can, um, as Rachel Jankovic says, suck up our emotions and salute to Jesus in all things. Right. And that leads into making strong and maintaining strong physical boundaries because it's so easy for our feelings to overcome us and to say, well, it feels right yeah, or it feels good. So that there's, can't be wrong. There's, there's definitely um, a lyric that multiple artists use where, you know, it just, it's so wrong that it feels right or something like that. Yeah. And no, wrong is wrong, no matter how right it may feel in the time that you're doing it. Because the heart is deceitful. And that's why it's so important. Like the second point said to rule your emotions. Um, Paul talks about how he, he doesn't box as one beating the air, but he disciplines his body. And I think that's so important for Christians to really take to heart. And I don't think people realize this, but strong physical boundaries and prioritizing purity in your dating relationship is actually what allows you to have fun. People think that hooking up and all of this loose physicalness with your dating partner is what makes dating fun. And actually, it makes it very unfun because it gets too serious too quickly. And you make this strong physical connection with someone and there's no commitment. I can't imagine something more unfun than being sexually involved with someone who could just leave me at the drop of a hat because there's no commitment. That's a very interesting point. I had never considered that before. Yeah. And, you know, dating is outside of the sexual aspect that our culture puts on it, dating can be really fun. Going to movies together or having dinner together or doing a game night or a country dance. I know that the Hardians and you are really into country dances. These things are fun. God has made us to enjoy life. Mm -hmm. And he has created all things good in their time. Like we we were talking about earlier, and he has created sex to be good, but he's created it to be its greatest good in the context of marriage. And if we do the systems of God in the way God intends, we'll find that we have the most fun and the most fulfillment in the life that he's given us. You know, that reminds me of Proverbs 6, uh, 26, where it says, Can a man take fire into his bosom and his clothes not be burned? Fire, in its appropriate place, is good and beneficial and warm. Its proper place is obviously the fireplace. And if you have fire just everywhere willy-nilly like all over the place it's not good a candle can burn the whole house down so you really need to take into consideration that dating relationships also are compared to like a flame like there's sparks everywhere i know that's really hard i've never experienced it myself but i know those sparks can be you feel like it's impossible to control but that is why we have accountability partners and that is why we have the community of christ around us that would hold us accountable That's right. And I think you made a perfect segue that, you know, okay, our listeners might be thinking, okay, you know, I know that sex is meant for marriage and that it's head knowledge, right? It's all head knowledge. It's like, well, how do I implement that? And I think there are two main ways that you can make sure that the fire stays in the fireplace. Okay, go for it. Number one, you have to have accountability. And number two, you have to maintain healthy friendships. What do I mean by accountability? I mean that throughout your dating relationship, throughout your engagement process, that you have people that are rooting for you, that come alongside you and encourage you in your purity. Um, The Christian walk was never meant to be done all by oneself. That's why so many Christians fall, because they try to do things in their own power. 
and then when they stumble they kind of feel like oh i can't say anything about this because i'm a bad christian exactly you know samson was the strongest and he fell solomon was the wisest and he fell david was a man man after after god's God's own heart heart, and he fell so what makes you think that you and your willpower are going to be able to overcome the flesh by yourself you can't it's impossible which is why we have community which is why we are members in a church Um, include others in your dating relationship so that you can have people who will hold you accountable to God's word. And this way, your emotional and physical well-being is protected and you can have the most fun and most enjoyable time, I promise you. That's beautiful. So accountability and then maintaining friendships are key to having a healthy relationship because then you're not finding your soul, emotional safety and um, security in this one person. You still have the basically that you're, you're on a boat with everyone you're not just on a boat with one person exactly I think we all know those people that when they started dating they become unhealthily obsessed with their their person where they only talk to them they shut family or friends out everything revolves around their their dating relationship I just can't begin to say how unhealthy that is your family should not feel like they have become obsolete in your life because you are commanded in scripture to honor your father and mother and that that goes until you're 65 and your parents are in their 90s you are always meant to honor your parents and if your dating relationship is causing you to lose respect for your family or act in a way that's disrespectful I think you really need to reevaluate things and if your friends feel like you're neglecting them all the time you never have time for your friends anymore I think that's a sign that you have unbalanced priorities and you're finding, again, like our first point said, you're finding your fulfillment in your dating relationship and that's just not healthy. It's not right. Well, let me ask you this. I mean, you've gone through the whole dating I the have. whole dating scene with the person that you are now going to marry. How did you balance this? How did you balance accountability? How did you balance friendships throughout this whole process? Well, I will have to say it wasn't easy because I do understand the inclination to become obsessed with your your dating relationship. And I think it's a fight that everyone goes through. I don't think anyone's like, oh, no, I don't really care to spend time with my my boyfriend. Yeah, it's like, oh, they're just there. Right. And so I think it's a battle that everyone, when they get into a serious relationship, when they come to love the person that they're dating. I think it's a natural battle that you constantly have to fight. So one of the ways, I'm trying to think back, one of the ways that we really tried to make sure, and I think we succeeded, tried to make sure that we had our accountability and our priorities in line was that we sectioned off time for us and we sectioned off time for our family. So for example, we would go out to eat on the our date days were Saturdays, still are. Um, when we would go out to eat, we, that out to eat time and that activity time that we did was us. When we got back to my parents' house, it was family time. Whether that was my fiance, my now fiance, then boyfriend would play with my little brother on the Wii or we would do game night or we would have a family movie night. That's how we sectioned it off to where we make time for us as a couple to reconnect after the craziness of the week. But after that, we make time for family. And even though some nights it was kind of annoying, (laughs) I'll admit, to quote unquote share him, 
at the same time, it was healthy because when you marry your spouse, you're not just marrying them, you're marrying their family. And that's important to keep in mind that I want my fiance to have a good relationship with my parents. Like you have, you have to think long term. Do I want to be so obsessed with him that my fiance doesn't feel like he's part of my family? Like it's just about me. And at the same time, do I want his only social life to be me? Is that really being kind? Is that really being loving? Do I really want my only social life to be him? It's like, well, no. God made us to have different interests, different priorities, different friendships that are meant to be cultivated. And if we neglect God's blessings of that, we're going to find that we're actually not as happy as we thought we were going to be. That is wonderful to hear. So what about accountability? Like, how did you guys maintain a pure relationship? Because I, I know sometimes it must have been hard. Oh, absolutely. So what we did was we came up with the rules that at least one parent had to be at my house if he was going to come over okay. just to have that mental accountability. And then we, ha- we have accountability partners. So we have people that come alongside us, ask us about our purity every now and then. And just encourage us in our walk. And my mom is one of those people. I I love my mom so much and her dedication to my purity and my walk with the Lord. And so at points she would just, she would come alongside me. Or if she had a problem with something I was wearing, she thought that maybe it would make purity a, a little bit too difficult in the engaged relationship. She would ask me to change my clothes. Things like that. Just these little things that continually put on the forefront of your mind. This person is not my spouse yet. I might think I look really cute and I'm so comfy right now, but you know what? That's not what my my future spouse needs right now. He needs to be me to be a little bit more covered. Yes. Um, Love him enough in order to not stumble. Exactly. Exactly. That's just a couple ways that we went about things and still are going about things. So I would really encourage young woman, if you're dating, that you find at least one person that you can be honest with about and actually Jenna is one of those people for me that I talk to her about my relationship and any struggles and any anything like that and I think it's really healthy to have friendships like that so yeah absolutely yeah I'm so glad to that you're willing to share this with Oh, of course. It's Um, a very real part of life that I think people just don't talk about. And I don't know why, because it would make life much easier if it was normalized. A little open open communication. Absolutely. What have you noticed changed from your dating relationship to now your engaged relationship? What are the physical boundaries that have altered? What are like the emotional boundaries that have altered? Like, where's the line? Is there still a line? Oh, well, there is absolutely a line when it comes to our sexuality we are still pure before God and before each other, and that's not going to change. However, like I said previously, we are kissing now, now that we're engaged. That's a boundary that we had in our dating relationship that is now lifted because we are engaged. Um, When we were dating, we had the stipulation that we weren't going to cuddle on the couch, that that was a little bit too intimate for just a dating relationship. But now that we're engaged, my parents and both of us are comfortable with that step. And when it comes to emotional boundaries, that has also changed because when you're dating, even though we, we talked about marriage, we didn't have the right to really talk about, you know, the nitty gritty of different things. And But now that we're engaged, it's like, you know what, we need to talk about family. 
Like, what are some family expectations? And we we referenced this in our dating relationship, but we went more in depth in our engaged relationship, if that makes sense. Because if any couple has gone through premarital counseling, you know that the topic of, you know, contraception and family and and sex, well, it does come up in premarital counseling. So that's a door that is kind of opened emotionally when you get to the engaged stage. That's not saying that you can't have conversations about contraception when you're dating. There's a line that you can cross when it goes into that, when it becomes more sexually nuanced and overly sexualized than it needs to be in your dating relationship. But when it comes to your engaged relationship, I would say that conversations like that are actually necessary. Got it. Because they come up in premarital counseling. It's what you're going to be going forward uh, together as partners in life. And so you need to know where each other stand on it. Exactly. And so I hope I answered the questions in a way that our listeners can kind of understand. I think a lot of these things are kind of difficult to put into words Some of these things, you just have to follow the Holy Spirit's leading. And for some couples, maybe kissing is not something they want to partake in until they're married. And you know what? All power to you. That is totally a choice that you can make. You really have to be honest before your conscience and follow the Holy Spirit's leading when it comes to conversations and when it comes to physical boundaries. But I would still encourage you that you have accountability partners and that you maintain your healthy friendships in the midst of that just to keep you grounded yes and i do want to mention one thing before we close out the podcast i think a healthy relationship would draw you closer to christ your family and your friends absolutely and what i've noticed about you Alyssa, is that as you've grown closer to ben you've also grown closer to christ you've also grown closer to your family and you've also grown closer to me like i've never been closer to you than i am like right now and I think that is a beautiful, healthy aspect of your relationship that God is really blessing you with, that if you're drawing closer to him, he will smite you with all of the blessings that he can possibly <laughs> smite you with. I really feel that. I Thank you for sharing that. That was beautiful. That yeah. means a lot to me. That kind of covers up that brief summary that we've done on, on boundaries. I hope that you find this helpful. As Alyssa said, every every person has a different comfortability zone I guess that could be yeah, a way, a way you so. uh, describe that but we also got to remember that our consciences can be misinformed mm-hmm. so that's why we need to continually go- be going back to studying scripture listening to pastors um, speak the word and um, dive into it we need to do our own studies on the word so our consciences can be informed well And so with all that being said, thank you so much for listening to Self Evident. Let us remember to continue to trust in the Lord with all our hearts and lean not on our own understanding. And let us acknowledge all our ways to him and he will make our paths straight. And that's Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. This is Self Evident.